Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Morning Learnings um, in the evening, I think, in Australia. But I'm de absolutely delighted this morning to welcome Leanne Pilkington to the podcast. I've been trying to get Leanne for a long time. I don't think she know, realizes this. Um, but I've, got I've got many Australian friends, Steve Carroll, Sam McLean, um, Troy Malcolm, um, and they've been trying to help me get you on. And eventually we got there in the end. So, <laughs> well, you've got some awesome friends. I have, I have, and I've been over to Australia. I've been to Eric. Um, I've been following you from a distance. I listen to your courageous conversations. Really? Your podcast with a late, yeah, with a lead agent. So, Leanne, I know you're the Chief Executive Officer and Director of Lang and Simmons. I know you've had a few years, just a few years in the property industry in Australia. Um, you've, you've, you've done a hell of a lot. So I'd just like to unpick all your learnings. But firstly, welcome. And thank you for thank your you time. Thank you for having me. Yes, Thanks and it is, it is, um, it's 7 o'clock on a Friday night. So um, you're lucky to get me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm incredibly grateful. So thank you very My much. My pleasure. My pleasure. So, um, and we've got good morning, Angela. Thanks very much for tuning in this morning. Appreciate it. So tell us how you got into um, real estate in the first place and how you ended up being CEO of um, a prestigious company. That's a really long, that's a, that's a long conversation. But um, my, um, my father, who actually sadly passed this week, um, was a real estate agent and um and i started working for dad as a 12 year old so would you believe next year uh will mark 50 years since i started in real estate um as a 12 year old and um and yeah i started answering the phone for him on a weekend and then when i left school he um he said look while you're waiting to go to university can you come work for me and so i did and then i stayed working for him for uh, until I was maybe 26 or 27. So started as a receptionist, property manager, then sales, and um, kind of went on went on from there. So when I left dad, I did um, shopping centre management. I did some uh, property development. And I've actually been with Lang & Simmons now for 28 years. Um, wow. So, yeah, I know. It's such a long time. But we've had four different ownership groups in that time. So it's really, even though it's 28 years in one business, um, it's it's kind of like four different jobs. And um, and I actually um, organised a, um, a buyout um, from the previous owners just two and a half years ago. So after being in the business since 1995, two and a half years ago, I just went, you know what, I've had enough. I'm going to actually, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna own it myself. So um, yeah, that's what I did, and it's been it's been a phenomenal ride since then. We've done um, we've done more change in um, in the last two and a half years than I did in the ten years prior. So it's um, yeah, it's been incredible. Good. Well, I watched Lux listings, and um, so oh, I got with I got a whiff of what was going on and the, yes, the changes. My and very good friend and business partner, Delaine Lewis. She's a phenomenal, phenomenal person. <laughs> so I saw that. Um, so yeah. firstly, sorry for your loss this week. Um, oh yeah, so. thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been a tough week, but um, yeah. Anyway, that's so. Life, let's, right? let's let's talk about change then, um, yeah. and actually talk about culture. So, yep. how do you manage to change that culture in your business? 
uh, how do you get the right culture in your business in the first place? Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. When I first, um, back in 1995, when I first started at Lang and Simmons, I had, um, I was a shopping centre manager and a building um, manager, so doing both retail and commercial. And I had a very, it was a toxic workplace. I was getting paid really well, um, but I just couldn't do it anymore. I just didn't want to be there. And so I thought, okay, it's time for a nice, a nice job. Um, I, I, I can take a step back in salary um, if I am in a really happy environment. And so I got offered the job at Lang and Simmons and um, and I thought I was working I was working for a very old friend of mine and I thought it was going to be beautiful. But I got there and I realized that the franchisees hated each other and they hated head, um, head office corporate. And I said to my friend who employed me, we've got two choices. Either we change the culture or, um, or I go and get another job because I just can't do this again. Um, so we decided that we would go about changing the culture and we did that. Firstly, um, we, we sort of did some surveys to try and get to the bottom of what the issues were. But I knew in my heart that these people would actually get on with each other if they were put in the right environment. Um, and being Australian, um, I'm a very big believer in the bonding ability of beer. Um, and so we, um, we organised a number of functions, um, smaller functions and um, boardroom lunches that was sort of a lunch and learn kind of environment, bearing in mind it was the 90s, so it was a different world than it is now. Um, and slowly but surely... We, we changed the culture. We, we, we celebrated the wins. Um, our events became massive parties. And that's not to say that they were inappropriate, but they were massive celebrations, right? And it just started to slowly but surely break down the barriers. We started having annual conferences and doing all of that sort of stuff that is kind of commonplace now, but in the 90s it was not. And, um, and so eventually we really we change the culture and now I'm really particular about who I allow to have the Lang and Simmons brand. Um, I'm not about dots on maps. I'm not about maximizing revenue and having the high um, income producers only in the business. Um, I want people that share our values um, and that is that's incredibly important. So can I ask you what are your values please? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we believe in going beyond. Um, we, go, we go beyond as far as our customer service, um, our support of each other. Um, we go beyond uh, just training to developing our people. Um, we celebrate each other's successes. And, um, and those things are really, and we do what we say we're going to do. And we have fun. Sounds brilliant. Where yeah. can I start? Anytime, my friend, anytime. Come on over. <laughs> so, God, there's loads of amazing things there. And actually, one of the things that I wanted to discuss, um, and uh, you talk about supporting your colleagues, um, yep. and I came across, you've got an employee assistance program Absolutely. Um, for, for your team members. Um, so what exactly does that look like? And how did that come about? Um, so I, um, I've been involved in a charity called Sister to Sister um, for more than a decade now. And um, that kind of made me realise how much anxiety and depression and 
issues there were out sort of out out in the world. I hadn't been exposed. I mean, it sounds ridiculous now, but again, think about it back then. It wasn't as much post COVID. It's a different conversation, but but before it wasn't really as much in my mind. Um, but my experience with Sister to Sister, which is a mentoring program for um, for teenage girls with complex challenges. And, um, and I met some incredible counsellors um, during my time. Well, I'm still, I'm actually the chair of that charity now. Um, so during my um, early years with um, Sister to Sister, I met some incredible counsellors and I thought, you know what, I would love my Lang and Simmons people to have access to these conversations, right? Um, and whilst it's more common now, in those days, nobody, um, nobody was providing those, those sort of support. So everybody at Lang and Simmons and everybody related to somebody at Lang and Simmons um, have got access to three um, counselling sessions that, that we will pay for and um, they don't have to tell us that they're accessing it. They just make the phone call and, um, and that support is there. And I've heard back from people that have utilised it and they've said it's literally life-changing. Um, so yeah, it's um, it's there for whatever their challenges are, and even if it's for their husband or wives or their children or mums, and it doesn't matter who it is, so long as they've got some connection to Lang and Simmons, they're they're welcome to use it. That's amazing. So um, about three years ago, I was involved, uh, became a founder member of Agents Together, and we set up a mentoring scheme to help all UK estate agents out there. And so far, I think we've got well over, I'm going to be corrected now by Sam Offley and Sarah Edmondson, but well over 400 um, mentors that have volunteered and we've helped well over 900 mentees as well. And people Amazing. give up their time, um, which is absolutely incredible. So it's fantastic to see what you're doing in your own business. Thank you. Yeah, we've actually, we launched a mentoring program within Lang and Simmons as well. And um it, it's a passion project for my head of HR and um, uh, people and culture, sorry, is the appropriate term, my head of people and culture, uh, Jackie Barnes. She is passionate um, about all of this stuff. And what she does with the mentoring program is that she, at, we, we do a lot of uh, profiling at Lang and Simmons um, and we match people on their personality profiles and their values rather than just their skill set we want people that are going to really resonate with each other and uh, and we've had some incredible results um, with that program as well so yeah we're all about doing whatever we can to support our people to get to the next stage of their career whatever that looks like for them in real estate people are really keen to talk about the high income producers um, and um, it's, it's not just about that. It's about what's important to you. What does success look like for you? And I'm, I'm really passionate about that because we, you know, you, you look at Lux listings and million dollar listings and, and those sorts of shows and it's all about um, the hustle and the, the big numbers, but it, that's not necessarily everybody's story or everybody's journey. So I want to be able to support people in what's important to them. Fantastic. I think it's absolutely amazing. So coming back, you talked about um, going beyond. So yep. um, what does that look like to you and your customers? Well, for me, 
Um, I mean, it, it's interesting. If you think about, like, I, I think about when I bought, um, the first time I bought a car with heated seats. Now, yes, we're in Australia. You wouldn't think we would need them, but we get chilly in winter, right, even in Sydney. Um, and the first time I bought a car with a heated seat, I went, oh, wow, how long has this been going on? This is awesome. I am never buying another car without a heated seat again. I might sound really spoiled. However, literally that is now what was once a wow is now a basic expectation for me. And I think that it's really important for all of us to kind of bear that in mind because that our basic expectation basic expectations are changing and growing all of the time. So we need to be really clear on what a wow is and what what the basic expectations are. We do a lot of surveys um, within Lang and Simmons, um, particularly. So my clients are the real estate agents that work for the brand, the business owners and their teams. And so I'm constantly asking them what they need from me, what, what they've liked uh, what we could do better, what are the conversations we should be having that we're not. And so I'm always trying to um, to do more, which is a bit of a challenge sometimes, but it's what I try and do. I can I can imagine. So obviously you're um, the host of this Courageous Conversations on Elite yep. Agent. Um, yep. You have interviewed most probably thousands of people as well. Yep. What do you see are the qualities of the top performers out there? So um, firstly, Courageous Conversations I started because I got really tired of hearing all of the positive stories and the how good am I kind of conversations that elite performers tend to have. It's all about the money and it's all about the, you know, the beating of the chest. And um, I know that there's challenges behind every success. And so I started Courageous Conversations because it's all about the conversations that you have with others or even yourself that challenge you to go to the next level. So that was my motivation um, behind starting the podcast. Um, but the really, um, the really successful people have got a lot in common. They're very determined. They're very focused. Um, they don't, they, they understand that customer, the customer has to be at the centre of everything that they do. But they also know that selling real estate is not rocket science. There are some really um, basic things that we all know that we have to do and the, the good ones do it and they do it relentlessly and they are committed to doing the relationships. And, yes, um, there's a lot of great stuff going on in AI. Yes, social media is a wonderful thing, um, but it is a belly-to-belly -belly business. It is about relationships. And um, those agents that do the relationships well with the addition of smart tech are going to, um, are going to outdo those people who just try and rely on technology and social media. Couldn't agree more. And one of the things that I've learned here is nine, and I don't know what it's like in Australia, but 95% of estate agents in the UK do not have any st um, stay in touch policy. So as soon as a seller ends up um, selling or sorry, my hair out, Stephen, it's the same here. Okay. So 
why do you think that is you know you talked about there you know it's all about building relationship yeah. with me it's um, how can you get that mm-hmm. how can we get that buyer to be a client for life how can you recommend get them to recommend you to friends family colleagues and neighbors you know yeah. rather than most agents see it as a one-off transaction not this relationship for life yeah and i was about to say the exact thing um a lot of agents are very transactional um and um it, 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 it is infuriating and I understand that it's um, a long-term commitment because people might, I don't know what the, the, um, the average is in the, in the UK, but people stay um, a long time in their homes in Australia because our stamp duty is so high, you know, to buy a million dollar property, which, you know, you don't, you get a, you don't get much, you, you get a one bedroom and a study apartment in most parts of Sydney for a million bucks. And that's a $40,000 stamp duty bill. Um, and yeah, so it's a very, very expensive transaction to, to do on a regular basis. So people, I guess, figure it's too hard to stay in touch for that long, but that's where you employ smart technology, right? What, what you can do with your CRMs today um, are fabulous. Okay, well, you, talk, you talked about smart tech. So what is a smart tech that's working well in Australia at the moment? Oh, God, that's a great question. Um, I'm, uh, I'm not going to plug any particular tech because I've got relationships with lots of people. Um, <laughs> but I would say to you that um, it's all changing so quickly um at the moment if you have a look at what's happening in ai if you had a look as i i did six weeks ago what i would be told today is completely different um so it's just uh it's a, a it's a watching brief it's it's having um those conversations with the suppliers that you are using and asking the questions how are you integrating um ai into the tech that you have and um and what is the What's the roadmap look like for the next six months? And if they don't have that, most of the good ones will be able to tell you. Um, but if they can't, then it's time to maybe look around. So I was on, a, I suppose, a webinar yesterday with a guy called Jim Quick. We put on a whole training day and he had an AI guy on there and he came up with something called Vidya, V-I-D-Y-A dot AI, which was incredible, which drops up all your videos. So this podcast could be chopped up into 20 shorts that can go on all in social media for less Love than, in, in less than 30 seconds. What was it called? I'm going to take a note of that. V-I-D-Y-A dot A-I. Um, and I Listen. think it gives you 75 minutes and it chops up all your podcasts. So sadly, because I was trying to get all yesterday, I've used all my minutes. Um, <laughs> But it was it was absolutely fantastic. I was like, wow, this is incredible. You know, yeah. and the time the time it saves, you know, with all the editing and stuff like that. You know, yeah. I've now got in fact I've now got about fifty odd shorts that I can send out on my platform. How is that? Um, and it was just like that. And he came up with six or seven other things as well, which was um, which was exceptional. So you're right there. Things are changing. Um Massively. Really, really and cool. so I get it, you know, I don't know whether uh, uh, certainly, um, uh, agents in Australia are playing around with um, ChatGPT um, on a on a regular basis. And if people that are watching and listening haven't um, haven't actually started to play with it, then I suggest that you get onto it. It's a it's a it's a heap of fun, um, and it's pretty amazing what you can what you can generate 
um, I had to do a um, I, I had to do a um, a keynote address on authentic leadership, and I only had two weeks' notice. Which normally, if I'm doing a keynote, I, I take a lot longer than that to prepare. And um, I spoke to one of my team members who um, who trains um, in this sort of stuff and got some feedback from her. And then I thought, I wonder what ChatGPT would say. And so I put it into ChatGPT and sure enough, exactly what my teammate had come up with came out in this, uh, oh, it was, yeah, it's mind-blowing. It's very cool. I know, it's incredible. So just want to come back on something that you said earlier. Um, sure. And you are question what does success look like to you yeah I'm going to throw that back to you what does success look like to Leanne yeah um great question success to me looks like being able to make choices and to be in control and to make so um to give you a little bit of context I um one of the things that I do with my corporate team every year is we write a letter to ourselves to be read the following year so it's like a it's almost like a business plan by another name almost. And I, I started doing it because I've got some admin people who are not, don't have KPIs around um, numbers like, you know, some of my team do and they struggled with the business planning. So we started this letter to ourselves thing. And um, in 2019, I couldn't write that letter to myself. I couldn't see what the future looked like. And for me, that's quite scary. That's not who I am. I'm always moving forward. I'm always making changes and, and so I wrote on in my letter to myself, I wrote, it's December 2020 and Langan Simmons has new owners um, because I felt so stuck with the ownership group who I love. They were fabulous people, but they just couldn't make any decisions. And I need, I, like I said, I'm the kind of person that needs to be moving forward all the time. And um and so I then had to call the CEO and say, um, I think you need to talk to the board and sell us. And um, I, it was not, a, my intention was not to be buying the business. That isn't why I did it. I just could, I just needed owners that were more forward thinking. Um, and in the end, I put, I put together an ownership group and I'm now being able to deliver all of the things that I've wanted to deliver into the brand in the last 10 years. So success for me, is being able to do that, being able to make choices, being able to take action, being able to move forward um, and to keep on doing great stuff. And not everything that you do is going to succeed and you've got to be okay with that, right? You've got to be, you know, we've got a saying in our corporate team, ooh, that didn't go so well. Let's get curious about how we could have done that differently. Um, and so people have got to feel safe to be able to have those conversations um and yeah so that's success for me being able to make decisions and move forward and take actions and have fun how do you get people to take action because that's one <laughs> of the things there's lo there's loads of people out there that are fantastic at taking notes um and then all the notes end up on the shelf um totally. and get dusty but yeah how you know for me, the top performers of the implementers. implementers the, no the doubt about it. Yeah. No, you're, you're absolutely right. But I think um, so I have never actually thought about this question before, um, uh, but I think you've got to be really clear on who you're employing and why you're employing them and what your expectations are of them. You've got to give them the opportunity. You've got to set them up for success. Um, but you also need to have a balance of people around you. 
So I am, um, I'm an ideas person. I'm a big picture person. I'm, um, if you are a disc person, I'm a D, high D personality. Um, I think fast. I speak fast. I um, talk to me in bullet points. I don't want the detail. But I need to surround my myself with people who have got the detail. So I have the ideas and I have the, the balls, if you will, to, um, to, to, to put stuff out there and to make stuff happen. But I, I don't have the detail around it. So I've got people around me that have got that detail. So we often make the mistake when we're recruiting that we employ people that are like us. And I don't need any more people like me. I'm enough for everybody, trust me. Um, uh, so I need people, I need detailed people. I need, um, you know, the, the compliance people, the steady people. I need, to, I need to, you need to be really clear on what your strengths and weaknesses are and not just hire people who you like because they're like you. Where'd you get your ideas from? Well, I do drink. I've got to be honest about that. So sometimes it might be over a Chardonnay. Um, but I um, I go to a lot of industry events. Um, I go to a lot of conferences. I listen to a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of stuff like that. Um, but I also, you know, I've been in the industry a really long time. And I, I don't know, you can see what we need. You can see, you can see the, you know, you can read the tea leaves. I knew where the industry was going 10 years ago. And for me, it's all about centralising the support. Um, so there's, what's the point of thousands of real estate agencies all doing the same thing? Why not leverage that and get really good compliance people that can work for a whole lot of people? Really good customer support you know what i mean you can all of that centralized support um is um is incredibly important property managers i don't know what it's like in in the uk but certainly our property managers in australia are massively under pressure um and as a result wages are going through the roof not a lot not not enough people are coming into the industry so how do we how do we make the environment better for them um and i think um bigger teams looking after, again, centralising the support is um, is what we're we're working on doing right now. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's working. It's working. It's early days, but it's working. Good. Markets changed. It's changed over here in COVID, and I mean this very respectfully. It was easy. You take a property on you'll get 30 or people wanting to view it you get 30 offers you go to best and final bids the deal was done and that was it the market definitely the agents all thought it was them i know incredible delusional <laughs> um, there's a lot of people that haven't gone through the market we're currently going oh, through now totally. uh, yeah. um, okay i think you've got somebody in the uk who wants to come out and work for you um awesome. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Awesome. Come on out. Absolutely. I may get in trouble with your employer. So, um, yeah, well, that's true. Sorry about that. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, coming back, um, again, there's a lot of people at the moment that most probably haven't been through a market we're going through. Um, yeah. They've come into the industry, you know, within yeah. the last two, three years. They think, God, this is really, really, really easy. Yeah. Um, you and I have been through markets like this before. What tips can you give people watching this about how to how how to deal, how to react um, in this market? 
Yeah, so I don't um, I don't pretend to know what's going on in, in your market, but I'll give you a snapshot of what's going on in ours. And from what I've seen, they're kind of, um, it, it's actually the first time in my career um, that markets around the world seem to be behaving in very similar ways. And I've not seen that. Um, I've not seen that before. But certainly in Australia, massive highs, um, price hikes in um, um, during COVID, and then a um, bit of it fell away a little bit. Um, and now it is prices are rising in Australia again, particularly in Sydney, where I'm based. Um, one of the challenges, but they're not so if you had have sold in COVID, you would have earned more money than now. Um, but there are still a lot of buyers around. Um, mortgage rates are going up consistently over here um, as well. And I would say that the biggest thing that I'm seeing that agents are not doing is having the pricing conversations early. And so vendors need to understand, you need to have your stats, right? You need to be able to say to the vendor, okay, um, 70, whatever the numbers are for you, 75% of our properties are sold to people who see the property within the first two weeks of the campaign. So one of the things that you know vendors always do, hey, we got we got our asking price in week two. Maybe we better hang on because we, we don't want to sell it too cheap. And so I think that you need to be really clear on your stats and um, and be comfortable in having those conversations um, with your vendors. And don't hide behind bloody emails. Pick up the phone and have a conversation with people. Have you know understand how people want to be communicated with, and how frequently some people want to hear from you every day. Some people are fine to have a written report once a week. Whatever it is, I'm not here to tell you what you need to do um, in that regard. But I am here to say, speak to your client, speak to your client, understand how they want to be communicated with, and how frequently, all of that sort of stuff, and then deliver on that for them. 100%. So Sandy's come back and says she's her own boss, so she's on that plane. So you're okay. Awesome. <laughs> Looking forward to meeting you, Sandy. <laughs> so um, a couple of final questions because I'm grateful um, and I appreciate your time and it's getting late oh, and you on that show today. So I, uh, <laughs> so, um, I know you've established a women's real estate networking group. Um, sure. And I know in the UK now we've got um, women in residential property, which Nicola awesome. Broom has now just become the chair, and we've got women in the state agency group. That well, I will look forward to an invitation to come over and um, and meet with them um, at some stage. Well, there you go. So um, women in state agency group had their first conference last year. It's gone from um, a Facebook group just with a few people to over 3,000 people now. That's awesome. I, would I love that. To be a guest and spoke about my situation and bereavement in yeah. March this year, which was incredible. Um, yeah. And I know that conference coming out this in March. So maybe I'll get Verona or Leona uh, and have a conversation with you about it. Anytime. I would love to do that. We, um, um, so I was the president of the Real Estate Institute of New South Wales um, for four years. And, um, and in that role, I got to um, host the Women in Real Estate event that we have in, um, in Sydney in March of every year. 
Um, and um, and I still MC that event now, even though I'm no longer president. Um, but I did start a networking group called Real Women in Real Estate um, back in 2015. And I started it because, you know, I've got to be honest, I, when I first started selling real estate back in the 80s, um, there were no women. Um, and so I didn't want to stand out. I didn't want to make a big deal about being a woman. I did. I did. I tried to fit in with the boys. I was one of the boys. I would go to the pub with the boys. I, I, I just was one of the boys. And so I was never one of those women that, that sought the support of other women. Um, and in 2000, probably about 2013, I had some girls working for me who were like, come on, Lay, we need to have this, we need to build a group like this. We really need to do it. And they nagged me into it. And I just didn't see the point, embarrassingly. I didn't see the point. And so in the end, I said, okay, all right, leave it with me because I've, I've got a lot of connections. I've been around a long time and I know a lot of people. And so I sent an email out to a dozen women that I knew that had female teams and said, look, what do you reckon about getting together, doing some networking, having some champers? And, um, and they all said, yeah, yeah, sounds good. So within two weeks, I sent an email out. Two weeks later, we had 65 women at the first event. And I stood there and I went, I still don't know what we're doing exactly or what the point of this is, but I can see that it's needed. And so I then went on to do, um, I think we did, I don't know, 75 or 80 events around the country um, in a really short period of time. And then I kind of went, I've got a real job, um, so I need to probably go back to doing a bit more of that. And so we don't do as many events as we used to, but we've got still got events that happen in every state. But I have to say that some of my closest friends I met um, in that first group back in 2015 and I, they're the tribe I didn't know I needed until, until I found them. Okay, Sandy said she's booked her tickets for um, next year's Women in the State Agency group and she's looking forward to um, seeing you there. Come and okay. take her. Fantastic. <laughs> Okay, so final question. You talked earlier about you're constantly learning and look, listening to podcasts. Um, recommendations, please. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, podcasts are the next big idea. Um, they've got some really cool, um, some really cool topics on that. Um, I love that. I love that podcast. Um, and books gosh have you um have you heard of um zappos the shoe yes yes yeah their book and you know what i've the name of the book has completely left my head it was written by tony shea the late um founder of zappos um yeah. it's all about customer service that's a fantastic book um any of you know um good to great any of jim collins's work is awesome yeah. Um, Vern Harnish, uh, Scaling Up, awesome. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many. I've got a pile of them. Brilliant. Well, look, I'm really grateful for your time this evening. Um, have a lovely weekend. If people want to reach you, Leanne, how do they do that, please? Um, gosh, I'm on all of the socials, the Leanne Pilkington. Um, so you can find me on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Um, if you want to email me directly, you are absolutely welcome. It's leanne at lsre.com.au. Fantastic. Well, look, thank you for being an amazing guest. Really, really appreciate it. Thank you for everybody getting up early and watching it on your way to work. 
um, really appreciate it. And um, please share it, like it, get it out there. Um, you know, I love your core values and I love what you've done and going to continue to do. So I'm going to continue following you, listening Please. to those great conversations. Um, Thank you. And Maddie, you we, want to come on one with me? Would you like to do Would you like to do a courageous conversation with me, Stephen? I would love to. Awesome. I would love we'll get to. on to it. So I'm going to come off this now and we'll talk offline if that's okay. Sure. Brilliant. Thanks very much, everybody. Have a wonderful weekend. Bye.